0: Hello, lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network. And we are coming down off of the high, desperately trying to hold on to the high of Pride and Vibe Weekend here on the show. Obviously, Uh, Here, Us here at LGBT in the Ring, we were out in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, in the uh, sanctuary, the queer sanctuary that the Knights of Columbus now uh, has become.
1: Uh, (laughs) There's no
0: taking that back. That's just what that building is now, even if it has a Jesus hanging on the wall. Um, Out there for Pride and Vibe Weekend, Cassandro Cup 2, and Paris is bumping the Legends Ball, two nights of... uh, The kind of pro wrestling that only pro wrestling vibe can really provide at this point. Just amazing, unique experiences that welcome queer audiences the same way that they welcome allied audiences or audiences from outside of our family to experience just a bit of our culture and celebrate our culture and the people that represent us in this great vast world of pro wrestling. Um, obviously I'm here with, with my fiance, KC, who was there in the building as well. Hi. Yo. <laughs> and you know, we are just going to take some time to chat a bit about the weekend that was, because there's a lot to unpack, not just because of the two events that we saw, but just the overall, I guess, for lack of a better word, vibe of the entire weekend that we had, because it definitely was a fucking vibe. Like I think uh, when we were leaving town on Sunday I tweeted that it felt like we were like we were leaving summer camp <laughs> in a way because of the emotions that I was feeling and just the, the the sense of camaraderie that we got in that little like two or three block area of New Jersey for for those couple of days KC, I'll, I'll go to you Um what what were your overall feelings on just the experience of the weekend before we even get into matches or or what went down at the events
1: themselves the experience was amazing like um just traveling generally can be difficult being like out in public visibly trans can be difficult so i knew that there would be difficult aspects of coming out to to um, Pride and Vibe, like, across the country. Um, but just being able to, like, be there among community really took a lot of that anxiety away. Because, um, like, I didn't have to worry about being trans in public, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that just, that's a very, <laughs> like, small piece of it but like it's really significant to me um just because like it enhanced my experience so much more um being there both days and being in person
0: yeah i could definitely understand that because i mean this is much like when we went to paris bumping last year this weekend was probably one of the largest collections of like outwardly trans individuals that were around a pro wrestling ring you know not to mention the rest of the the queer population that was in attendance as well right so that makes total sense like i felt like you know like i said like having that large such a large portion of the audience be from the community and, and to see that they had a space within pro wrestling that was very affirming and very um safe for any type of expression especially ones that are very very ingrained in queer identity in a way um it's just something you don't get at other events you know like obviously you see like you see expression at like big gay brunch or at you know like enjoy wrestling shows you see some of that here and there but like people go all fucking out for pro wrestling vibe (laughs)
1: um yeah for me uh like there was that aspect to it for sure um but also there were like a lot of people who weren't necessarily queer or part like lgbtq who and like i still didn't feel that sort of discomfort just because the environment was just so good yeah so yeah
0: no it's awesome yeah, like I, like I said, like I, th- I just the ex- whole entire weekend was just, uh, I don't know. It just felt like you were among close friends for the most part, even though most of us hardly know each other outside of like Twitter. <laughs> you know, uh, it just it just felt like there was like a known quantity amongst all of us there, and and we knew that we were getting together for for two days a celebration that unfortunately had to end after those two days. But, um, there obviously will be more, <laughs> exactly. There'll be more. And the spirit is very, very alive because as we're recording this now, the VODs for both Cassandra cup two and Paris is bumping the legends ball are up on IWTV. So anybody who didn't catch it live or wasn't there in person can go back and understand why this took over, uh, at least certain sections of wrestling Twitter, for the entire weekend and has now started taking over, taking it over again on on Wednesday. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's all out there for you to, to be experienced, and um, you know, I highly, highly suggest you do that. I say that as we're about to like talk about both of these events. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, I mean, if, if you've been paying attention to Twitter, you've been spoiled to shit already, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but. But no let's 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 get into the to the festivities a bit here. Obviously, we opened up Friday night with the Cassandra Cup Two, which is the uh, the second edition of the uh, the tournament, or at least a, a, formerly a tournament, um, kind of an amalgus way of competing for the Cassandra Cup, but like one of the most coveted prizes for LGBTQ pro wrestlers created by Pro Wrestling Vibe last year where Edith Surreal won a one-night tournament to become the first-ever Cassandra Cup champion. This year, it, is, it was contested in a 30-person Royal Rumble match, which we've been promised for almost two years at this point, and Billy always likes to make good on his promises and definitely did that. But we had a, a whole stacked card along with that, of course, main evented by Billy Dixon and Darius Carter, in a night quit match. Billy's retirement match. Um, just up and down a really fun card. Um, I guess we can start with the opener. Where we had the aforementioned Edith Surreal. Taking on Trisha Dora. In in a singles match. Um, that was. In my opinion. A solid solid opener. To, to the night's festivities. Um, really interesting styles that they worked because they're both very good technical wrestlers. They're both very good mat wrestlers. And they definitely utilize those skills to like the nth degree during this match. Like I remember we were watching it from the merch table and I like The first time that one of them actually hit the ropes felt like it was like seven, eight minutes into the match. And I leaned over <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they just hit the ropes for the first time. Like they've just been, because it was really just like grappling and submissions and just trading back and forth and all this other stuff for like the first half, two thirds of the match. And then the, we started to ramp up a bit towards the end. Edith ends up reversing uh, a Lariat Tubman attempt from Trisha Dora to get the roll up uh, and pinfall victory um talk to me a bit about your thoughts on on this match
1: i definitely thought it was a good opening match um and i just love both trish and edith so it it was just first off just fun watching them wrestle together but also i think this is the first time that i've seen trish lose a match
0: in terms of, well, I guess out of all the matches that we've watched. That
1: you've showed me, yes, or that we've
0: watched. I'm either. trying to think now. I'm just going to run through the Rolodex in my brain of all the <laughs> stuff that I've shown you. It might it might be. It might be, Yeah, so I was
1: amazed. I mean, not necessarily because Edith is amazing, too. Just, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. It's an, uh, it's an oddity for you to see Trish Adora lose a match.
1: Yes, because she's so wonderful. She always wins. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Now, I'm curious to ask you about the the, the style of the match itself, because I know like in, in past shows that we've done where we've talked about te- more technical map-based stuff, you haven't necessarily been the largest fan. I know there are some matches that you are, and I know that this is just another way that I can bring up jokingly about your weird, like dislike of daniel Maccabee matches uh no shade daniel i love you um but like i'm curious to get
1: your take on, on on the style of the match i mean it's not that i dislike technical styles of wrestling like that um like i think just i've had a disadvantage when i've seen daniel Maccabee wrestle in person because i just haven't had it i haven't been able to like see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, But also, I don't know. I think I also just, like, relate to both Trish and Edith in a different way. So it makes it a lot easier for me to get into it. Um, But also, both of them are really good at, like, displaying what what they are doing. and like you could tell or it feels like you could tell when you know somebody's bending back somebody's arm and they're screaming that you know mm-hmm. yeah no I, I
0: understand and there is there is an element of that that level of investment in the people that you are watching and you know like i like obviously like edith and trish mean more to you personally than, than daniel maccabi no shade again daniel um but you know like i, I understand that wholeheartedly um, uh, but I don't know. I really, I really enjoy that Matt base style. I love watching Edith. And like, I will say this every time that I, that we recover an Edith surreal match on the show. Almost every time I see Edith in a ring, she busts out something completely different that I haven't seen in her arsenal. And she definitely did that again here with that like sick, like corkscrew twist, uh, submission that she had on the ground on Trish, like just bending mm-hmm. her every which way, like oh, having almost everything. Each of her limbs in her grasp it was just a sight to see. Uh, But yeah, solid opener here to kick things off. Um, We got the first Cassandra Cup winner there. Uh, She did not uh, enter the Rumble match later, which is unfortunate. But, you know, that's okay. That just means that uh, whatever they end up doing next year for for the Cassandra Cup, um, I saw something teasing some kind of ladder match from Pro Wrestling Vibe earlier today. (laughs) I don't know if that's for the Cassandra Cup or for something else. Either way, it's going to be wild and fun, and Edith surreal will be involved because you know what's better than being a one-time cup holder, a two-time cup holder. <laughs> um, that brings us to our first tag team match of the day, where uh, we are apparently because of because because of the announcement of this match, uh, we are definitely setting up a Pro Wrestling Vibe Tag Team Championship coming up down the line at some point. Because this was a qualifier for uh, the Pro Wrestling Vibe Tag Team Championships. We had the outfielders, Shea McCoy and Weber Hatfield, against MSP, Danger Kid, and Aggro, um, who are just all four of the wrestlers in this match are just electric. Uh, MSP, this is the first time I've seen them live. Um, And, you know, knowing their story, you know. Danger Kid coming out last Pride Month, Aggro coming out a couple of months before uh, Danger Kid did, and and really finding themselves over the course of the last year or two after te- teaming for seven years at this point, it just feels like they are feeling themselves in the most authentic way. Same with Shay and Weber, uh, and it really showed in this match. they just a whole lot of fun. We had like the good like dancing bit. Although <laughs> Weber, I, I I love I love Weber. I don't know how. I, I, you know what? I'm not even gonna put. I'm not even gonna like be derogatory about it because I have nothing to get skanking. Um, <laughs> but I mean, if that's your dance, that's your dance. Go for it. Um, but yeah, really intense, especially from Shay. I I, I told you. I, I mentioned this to you when we were talking about uh, Felicia at, at the show. But same goes for Shay. I do not know how Shay McCoy does not blow out her vocal cords or her vocal cords <laughs> with the amount that she screams at, during matches. <laughs> it is just wild to me. Um, but of course, uh, MSP ends up getting the win with the drip drop uh, to, I guess, p- cement their place in whatever is going to be the Pro Wrestling Vibe Tad Team Championship match. If it's going to be a tournament or if it's a, a match itself, um, I mean, what were your thoughts, Casey?
1: So I, I do remember this match um, starting off a little bit slow after like pretty high energy entrances. Um, But I feel like both teams really played off of each other well, Um, just kind of throughout the match, like, developing, going from, like, a slower to fast-paced high energy. Um, God, what was the word I used for it? Um, I'm trying to remember. Spunky.
0: Spunky, (laughs) Spunky. yes, there you go. Yes, all four, (laughs) all four combatants
1: in this match. Right, so it just played off of they played off of each other so well, um, and I don't think that I, I don't think that I'd seen any of these wrestlers before.
0: I know that I've shown you matches with all four of them before. Oh, okay. Um, MSP, I know I showed you they were on the last big Gay brunch. Oh, okay. This during WrestleMania weekend, yes. and then Shay's been on a number of the brother brunches, and Shay and Weber. I know. I think I showed you. Their match, they had a tag team match with uh, Avery Good and Dan Champion that I showed you. It was the match where Weber lost his mask. Oh
1: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So I've definitely I've, you've seen them before, but I know that like I I show you like a decent amount of stuff, and it doesn't like you know there's a different level of investment at times. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that wholeheartedly. Like, uh, there's a reason, uh, and yeah, I have a I have a weird spot in my brain for remembering these things. Anyway, <laughs> no, and to to that end, about like everybody kind of being spunky in this match, in, in your words, um, that's one of the things that I love about both of these teams is that they have a wide range of um, skill and emotion that they can play in the ring because both of them are very fun-loving teams. Um, but they all have these different variables of intensity to them as well. Obviously, you talked about Shay screaming as she's cannonballing into people, <laughs> um, or like you know slapping people after saying two for flinching because she made, makes DK flinch with a with a with a mid kick. Um, but then at the same time, you have like Weber, who you know his intensity is that he has this extensive lucha training coming from the that Chikara, um Training, and so you get all of this high flying from him that is just mesmerizing to see. And then MSP, one of the most like f- like fun loving teams that I've seen in in pro wrestling in a very very long time. I mean, you, we we saw like the dance break that they do <laughs> there, and getting Weber and and Shade to dance with them. But at the same time, they're also very adept at tag team offense. They're both. Um, somewhat skilled at at, at uh, high flying, you know they they work really really well together. They they're one of the most seamless tag teams on the independence right now, in terms of what they do, and you know, all of that showed in this match um, between both of the teams. You know, like it was a really really fun and intense in spots match that felt worthy of being a qualifier for a tag team championship situation in that way. Um, I don't know. I was just, I had a whole lot of fun with this one.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um,
0: that takes us to the <laughs> shit happens. Scramble. <laughs> um, obviously this was a, a on the fly call per se, I think like because there were a lot of cancellations uh, due to flights and health situations and, and other situations here, this was originally supposed to be a, uh, a six-way uh, doors elimination match, but you know with MV Young pulling out, and you know the main reason why you have a doors match is because you have MV Young there, um, kind of his thing, and another a number of other people canceling out. We had the the five that were left for this match, and honestly, it was a super super entertaining uh, clash we had here. Uh, Logan Black, Ashton Starr, Kid Bandit, Masha Slamovich, making the surprise entrance into this. Masha had not been advertised for anything on this show, <laughs> uh, but but she decided to come in with her unique brand of fucking violence, and uh, of the first uh, the first alley catch variant that we've seen in a while. Al Calderon, <laughs> <laughs> which after I, I went back and watched the VODs for, for the shows before we recorded this, and on commentary, they talked about how the the inspiration for this was because uh, it was a play off of Lady Gaga's Drag King persona. Ah, I and see. And Ally Catch, if you know Alley Catch, uh, is obsessed with Lady Gaga. <laughs> so it makes total sense. It was a beautiful entrance, though, like her coming out, lighting the cigarette, and then like hitting on jerry from iwtv <laughs> grabbing her, her crotch with the packer the whole time <laughs> just like talking about don't worry we're not gonna lose the deposit on the building it's <laughs> just so good um and, but yeah this was just a train wreck of a match in the in a good way like weapons galore bodies flying everywhere you had um, a spatula used as a weapon at one point. I believe Masha was spanking Kid Bandit with a spatula. <laughs> you had the five of them kind of in a circle punching each other until Masha decided to kick Kid Bandit's chest in. Um, just going back and forth all around. Uh, Logan getting a lot of really good like strong strongman spots in the match. Al doing outstanding stuff. Ashton just being the goofy former violent that Ashton is. Um, love it. Uh, and it all ends with Al hitting the uh, uh, a rope-assisted uh, pussy pile driver to win the match and, and win one for the drag kings of the world here. Uh, I am very curious to get your take on this, because a lot of the action in this kind of happened right in front of us on the floor.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, first off, I am embarrassed to say it took me a moment to figure out that Hell with Alley Catch. <laughs> I, I, honestly, where we we were like on the opposite end of the building from the
0: entryway. We were so it makes sense that I I mean I think it had to take a moment to click for both of us. <laughs> but but whenever it did, it was just like it was oh. beautiful. It was like Galaxy Brain moment. <laughs> so good.
1: Yeah, and I am apparently just a sucker for good hijinks. So it was just really fun watching this match in its entirety. um I love Kid Bandit. Um, I've been really lucky to see them locally qu- quite a few times now, and they're just always fun to to see. And um, like you said, Ashton is so goofy. He is hilarious. He cracked me up this entire weekend. Um, <laughs> I think this was the match where I thought he. Was, like, super hurt? No, that, oh, was, okay. the, that was the was Okay, we'll talk that about was the that Rumble. later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... I mean, he did get,
0: like, sandwiched between... He did get slammed through a door along with Masha Slamovich. So <laughs> I guess you could make the same argument there.
1: Yeah. Overall, though, um, this was a really fun match to watch. Mm-hmm. No,
0: it, it really was uh, a good way to showcase personality of everyone as well mm-hmm. um you know and I don't know I I really enjoyed seeing Logan get this spot as well because you know Logan's someone that I've had on the show before and during our conversations like one of the main things that really kept him from coming out for a long time was the fact that you know something that a lot of us in the community have felt at one point or another just didn't feel queer enough or didn't mm-hmm. feel like you know someone like him would had a place in the community and for him to be on a show like this mm-hmm. you know i i'm there have been plenty of times where where like whether it be people that he knows or other shows that he's been on or people that have, that have that he's been around that have told him including myself that have told him that you know you are queer enough like this was just another way of showing that that you belong in this space just the same as everybody else.
1: Absolutely, it's right there. So yeah,
0: it's very very special for me to see Logan. That's I'm. Mean, that's why I was like, screaming my head off whenever whenever <laughs> Logan came out to that to Offspring. It was just so um, I was just so stoked to fucking see him get that spot. But, yeah, all around great match. Um, that leads us into the next tag team title qualifier. Uh, the Kings of the District, Jordan Blade and Eel O'Neill. Two parts of the Best Business Bureau in in pro wrestling vibe, taking on the team of Gummy Boar, Erica Lee, Miss Pee Pee herself, <laughs> and Boar. Um, this match was again. I feel like we're using a whole lot of fun a lot, but it really was. Um, it really showcased both teams like unique personalities obviously i mean anytime you have erica and eel in a match like it's gonna you're gonna have a lot of personality heavy stuff there as well as some supremely good uh wrestling um bore you know this was his, one of his first matches back after coming off a, of an injury and it was really great to see him back you know him and erica work really well together also it's been far too long since we've been able to say the doo-doo death drop which is their finisher <laughs> uh and i love i love saying that phrase um but yeah, like I I really I really enjoyed this match. Jordan continues to impress every time that I see her live. Um all four are really impressed, but Jordan just Jordan and Erica stick out in my brain um a lot from this match. Obviously it went to a ten minute time limit draw. Faye Jackson gave them five extra minutes, even though she quote hates wrestling. <laughs> and- <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> and we still couldn't get it done. They The gummy board hit the doo-doo death drop, and Erica was going for the pinfall whenever the bell rang for another time limit draw, and Faye would not add extra time on because, as I said before, she, quote, hates wrestling. So, <laughs> uh, and she did promise a rematch at some point down the line, though. So we're going to get gummy board and kings of the district one more time, at least. Um... What were your thoughts on the match? Well, first off, I love Jordan
1: Blade. Mm hmm. Just love, love, love Jordan Blade and the best business. Yes, best of best business bureau. Yes. <laughs> Cause I don't know. They, they just do a very good job at what they do. Yes. As heels.
0: They are very good at being dicks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so that to me, what was was what was really appealing about this match. Um, like I do love seeing Erica Lee um, wrestle too, and I don't think I'd seen. Have I seen Boar um, Boar before?
0: I I want to say that I showed you a match with him and Erica teaming on Camp Leapfrog. Oh
1: yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So just a little bit less familiar, but mm-hmm. um, I do always enjoy seeing Erica Lee wrestle.
0: Yes, yes. And and I will say the one the one thing that I think added most from going back and watching this with the commentary afterwards um, was hearing Big Dust just scream Shining Pissard <laughs> because that's what Erica calls her Shining Wizard kick that, that she hit multiple times in this match. And so that just added a, a fun other dynamic to it for <laughs> me personally. <laughs> I don't know. I, I get a kick out of the poo-poo pee-pee stuff i know you do it's i know you do it's just it's just too dumb and good no judgments time. oh I, know. <laughs> I don't worry i don't i wouldn't feel judged honestly no but yeah like so obviously we're still kind of taking steps towards a pro wrestling vibe tag team title here i'm sure we're going to get the rematch there it'll factor in some way to the tag title picture as we keep going but but yeah this was this one was uh really really fun I was surprised that they let it end in two different time timeline draws. You just don't see that really in pro wrestling that much. So it was a nice little subversion of ex- expectation as well. Hmm. Yeah, it, it leaves you wanting more, and, that, <laughs> and that's always a, that's a good thing. I mean, I'm definitely excited to see a
1: rematch. Yes, 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 yes. That is for sure. <laughs>
0: You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at Sarah the um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com IWTVLGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com IWTVLGBT check out that service. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGBT RingPod. You can follow me on Twitter at Wonderboy OTM. And if you're into video games, definitely check out my video game news show Well, that brings us to one of the reasons why we were here for this show. It, it bears the show's namesake, the Cassandra Cup 30-person Royal Rumble match. Now, one thing before we even get into the match that I wanted to bring up was that after the after the event, we were talking, and you were sitting down away from me during this match, and you told me afterwards, like, I really didn't even know what the rules were for this. Yes.
1: <laughs> I did not know what was going on. I figured it out, ki- kind of. I, at least, I knew kind of what was going on. Yes, yes. <laughs> no,
0: it, it is it is one of those types of matches that if you don't know what it is going into it, it can take a little bit of time to to, to have it click, I think. But, especially if it's not explained to to you
1: right i figure i just missed some sort of explanation or something
0: yeah i think chad who who, the ring announcer chad spectacular i think he did go through the rules at the beginning of the match but like that's like a a quick explanation that if you're not paying attention like it's just not there (laughs) but either way it's fine like you, you figured it out obviously the royal Rumble rules over the top rope both feet have touched the floor uh new person enters every 90 seconds until we have all 30 in the match um that was what confused me not uh,
1: necessarily i remember um from the gray sweatpants battle royal the first one mm -hmm. i do remember going over the top and both feet touching the ground um but yeah i was very confused when people kept coming into the (laughs) (laughs) range
0: Which honestly, that's one of the draws of a Royal Rumble match is like you hear the countdown going, like, oh, who's next? <laughs> who's next? And I, like I said before on the show, like we only had like roughly 23 people announced for this match, which if you know there's 30 people in it, which means there's going to be some surprises in here and there, mm-hmm. which there definitely were surprises <laughs> in this match. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to go through this match. Um, I get, well, obviously, Killy McMurphy. Starts at number one, wins the match. Lasts throughout Ew. all all twenty nine other competitors. Last eliminating Brooke Valentine to to win the match. Um, started out, uh, I think we had Kymit Murphy and Dark Sheik number one and number two, um, which was just a really fun pairing that I didn't like. You know, you don't always think about how certain people would pair off whenever you see them in the ring together, but this was one that I hadn't really thought of, and as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, this could be real fun. (laughs) Um, And and it really was. And we had, like, so many other people come into this match. Um, It's Really, a lot of people... Showcase themselves very very well in in a rumble match. Some sometimes it can be easy to get lost in, in some of these, but you know everybody felt like they had a moment for themselves. Sorry,
1: that's ahead. what I really enjoyed about this match. Because yeah, again, with me first off just being confused, and then also <laughs> just you know I am familiar with a lot of people, but you know even when I've seen people before, I don't I have I definitely don't recognize everybody. So it was really nice to see people shine like particularly during their entrances but then um they did just have little spotlights throughout um but also there were times when like there were like four different things going on like it was it was a lot yeah but it wasn't so much that it was overwhelming if that makes sense and again I love to see Ashton at this match.
0: <laughs> Ashton is one of the MVPs of this oh match. Honestly, there's so He's many so There's so many MVPs of this match. Ashton do, do, Okay, so normally in a rumble match, there is like one person who will like leave the ring sometimes. Usually they leave and they'll get thrown back in by somebody and then eliminate or whatever. Ashton entered and left the ring multiple times. And just spent so long goofing around on the floor. Like, he acted like a referee at times, like, making sure, like, to make sure people that were eliminated knew they were eliminated. At one point, he gave the touchdown sign whenever someone got eliminated on the floor, which was just okay. And then, of course, like, he came over, like, right in front of the merch table, was just sitting on the floor, just, like, taking a break long enough for, like, a bunch of people that were around the merch table, including myself, even though, like... My head's blocked by accident report in the actual picture. Like, Weber just started taking selfies with Ashton and a bunch of us that were around. (laughs) Like, it was just so, so fun and and just so um such a different way of of doing that that kind of like role in a rumble match, really. And it paid off at the end whenever, you know, he had his interaction with Jared. You know, he eliminates Jared. Jared gets all angry and then rushes in and eliminates Ashton after he's been eliminated. And obviously (laughs) that, and that's the point where you were talking about earlier where they're fighting on the floor and that's where Ashton, you know, leaves with, with Nick Shin, like kind of holding on to his mouth. Uh, And you thought that he was like really super hurt.
1: Yeah, I thought he was super hurt. I was, like, taking pictures, be like, oh, good job, yeah. (laughs) And then I heard the ref say, like, oh, we got to get you to the back or something like that. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, So, yes, I was very glad that he was not hurt, Mm -hmm. um, at least super seriously or anything. But also, I just have to say, the ref was amazing. Yes. I think he's my favorite ref. Yes. Um, But, yeah, he just worked so well uh, with the wrestlers and – I, I don't know. Um No, yeah, no. Nick Shin is is awesome.
0: Nick Shin is great. Uh, I love watching Nick Shin referee. Speaking of referees though, we had uh one referee who entered the match, one yes. Nick Pierce, uh <laughs> hot ref as he was as he was uh, made known last year at Paris bumping. Um and they They took off their referee uniform, took the pants off, took the shirt off, (laughs) entered the match, and you know I know that Nick had been talking about this being his final weekend as a referee. I was not expecting uh, him to enter this match, though. It was really great to see them, though, to get that that little bit of moment. They got sort of a maven spot in there with Dark Sheik before getting eliminated by Jordan Blade, and it was just... I don't know. I... Even though I am an entire country away from T2T, I have a very fond um, admiration for T2T and the people that train there and the people that teach there. And you know, Nick coming out of that school, uh, I just I just love seeing the people that that work with T2T start to like get closer to realizing their dream mm-hmm. in the way that they want it to be. So to see Nick in in this match as well as the next night, obviously as we'll get to. Was just really cool to see. Was there anyone else that stood out to you personally in this match? I don't know if we can go through all 30 people in in the time frame that we have here. but
1: Yeah, probably can't go through all 30 people. I, I obviously like to say very briefly. Um, God, Miss <laughs> Um One thing that actually really stood out to me was I feel like in these types of matches, the first person in the ring is most likely like going to be out like maybe in the first half or something. Mhm. So I was very surprised that he was lasting as long as he was. <laughs> and I was already like meh when he came out cuz he came out with the <laughs> rainbow US flag. And- yes.
0: <laughs> so many times to get trying to get the USA chant started. Oh, uh, Killian, you are a menace! Oh and, my goodness, and I love you. Man. Also very
1: good at yes. <laughs> what he does. Yes, yes.
0: Um, but yeah, to that end, like we had a number of people that have spent a long time in this match. Obviously, that Killian and Dark Sheik were mm-hmm. both in for a very long time. Jared Evans, who came in at number three, was in for a very long time. Um, you know, a, a lot of marathon uh, people in in this match as well. Uh, you talked about Poyo. Uh Poyo is determined to crack the QWI 200 um, yes she will n- not anytime anytime I talk to Poyo, like that is something that comes up so I' I'm, I'm sure that this was another chance for her to to submit or to add to her resume for this year to try and crack that 200 list. Uh, I am watching. don't worry all not just Poyo, but everyone I am watching <laughs> don't, do not fret. Oh, you have no idea they are watching, <laughs> Lord. Um, another key thing about Rumbles are are the entrances, like you said before. I feel like there were a number of people who just had the roof blow off for them. Um, obviously Candy Lee being one because you know her relationship with pro wrestling vibe you know appearing via like video for both paris's bumpies previously and finally being able to come into the country Mm -hmm. for this one the minute her music hit the place just lit up um sazzy my god sazzy i will take any opportunity to scream at the top of my lungs i fucked your mom (laughs) i will do that i look at that i i need that on like a weekly basis for myself it was so much... Sazzy is just so much fun uh, and just off the wall. So good. But for me, I think the entrance that really just kind of like took me aback for a second was Angelo Carter. Um, he had been teasing um, something Beyonce related for a while. Mm-hmm. And then you hear that first like pulsing of formation. in it, And it's like... And I thought back to, like, we were on a road trip a few months back uh, in Washington, and we were listening to that song, and I'm like, man, why hasn't anybody used this as an entrance song in wrestling?
1: <laughs> you put it out there, so it happened. I
0: did. Uh, I won't take... I'm not taking any credit at all for that. <laughs> Angelo is a very, very creative uh, young wrestler in his own right, and he showcased that because he, not only did he come out to formation, he came out in the full Beyonce, Coachella uh entrance gear uh and just lit the place up with that entrance it was just oh my god like it is i just was like taken aback for a moment um it was just so so good so good um were there any entrances that stood out to you
1: um well you already named um Candy, of course, who I was really excited to see, and um Sassy I also was super excited to see. Mm-hmm. Um, they are awesome. Uh again, Kid Bandit was in Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kid Bandit was in there too. Yes. And you know, I just I'm just such a sucker for them.
0: We got a good Naruto run in yes. with, with Kid Bandit <laughs> and Shay just running around in circles. Um yeah, just sorry, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say like as for like seeing entrances um because I was sitting down i actually didn't get a good look at from where I was at mm-hmm. at a lot of the entrances like at the very beginning at least like I, I did see people once they were in the ring and like I said they were able to showcase a little bit of their personality before really getting into things mm-hmm. um but yeah I did feel like I just from where I was at I kind of missed out on <laughs> some of the entrance goodness
0: yeah eddie mcqueen was also a very very fun uh entrance in like mm. initial sequence as well really showcasing that you know while like she has like this very very large personality or, or he rather why he has this very very large personality to himself he can also go and he showed that in that initial sequence when he got into the ring it was really awesome to see um and I, it has to be called out. Big Dust, Poyo Del Mar, thumb wrestling and arm yes. wrestling. <laughs> um, so good. And the fact that Jerry, Jerry from IWTV, <laughs> <laughs> hopped off of the production headset and got into the ring and we got a tiny little taste of Vin Gerard once again. Was really really fun to see, especially because like he basically was in there to just take offense from everyone and then get thrown out. Like I just him running straight into Devon Monroe's <laughs> uh, um, rear uh, rear view uh, move right there was just so good. Uh, Devon, another person who oh, had yes. an amazing showing in this match, ended up having the most eliminations actually. Mm. Uh, of anybody in the match, even though he, he made it to the final four, but obviously was eliminated there. Um, final four was uh, was Dev, Devon Monroe, AC Mack, Brooke Valentine, and um, and of course Killian. So great match, really really um, entertaining. Uh, Killian cutting the promo afterwards. Just saying, he's the new he's the new gay
1: president. Oh my god! Um, and then the, he said eating Chick Fil A. Yes, this out of the Cassandra cup.
0: His first State of the Union was him eating Chick Fil A out of the Cassandra cup. God damn it! What have we done to ourselves? Oh man, <laughs> there's much more to that match. Definitely watch it if you haven't watched it. And and all, all thirty of you were outstanding. It is exactly what. I think the, a queer wrestle, a queer royal rumble match should have been. It was just truly magical. Um, that takes us to Billy and Darius. Mm. Um, obviously there was a lot of build up to this match. Not just because these two have been feuding for 2 years at this point, but because, you know, this is Billy's last match. This was Billy's retirement. Win or lose, and they were going into a very, very violent style of match with an I Quit match. You know, there's obviously going to be weapons involved. There's going to be a lot of um, a lot of violence just for there, and this match was even more than I think I expected for it to be. Um, you know, I was talking with, with Chewie from Grit and Glitter afterwards, and I think the way I described it was that was some NWA shit, like National Wrestling Alliance, not the, the rap group. <laughs> um, like that was it, like, it was just super in your face and super uncomfortable, but mesmerizing at the same time. It reminded me a lot of the, the match they had at the first Cassandro cup, which had a very, very similar, like air to it. Right. Um, it like, you couldn't take your eyes off of it, even though it was making you feel these like deep, emotions like this deep anger and sadness and you know just wanting to pull for billy so hard but at the same time wanting to just smack the taste out of darius He's <laughs> uh, so good so one of, like if not one of if not the best heels right now in all of independent pro wrestling darius carter oh my
1: goodness yes yes,
0: yes. um but of course darius does win but he wins by not necessarily by making billy quit physically but by assaulting Faye Jackson. Um so even in finality we do not get like a hundred percent closure on this. We still don't have a like one of them making the other one physically quit in this. Um what were your feelings watching this match?
1: I mean you definitely described a lot of it. Um It's hard because I have actually seen a lot of this build up now that, you know, I've been watching wrestling with you for years and years at this point. Um, So it has been interesting seeing how it's developed. Um, I do love Darius. It's really hard because I also hate him, obviously. You love to hate him. (laughs) No, it's separate for me. I love him and I hate him. I see. I don't love to hate him. Okay, okay. (laughs)
0: I understand. Uh, Actually, you know what that kind of describes my feelings on him,
1: too? (laughs) (laughs) Like his entrances, um, just always over the top and extra, but it's just fucking perfect. Um, the match itself was really good. Um, like it definitely kept that tension. Um, I did not know how it was going to end necessarily. So, um, you know, it was a surprise, of course, with it ending, not by one of them actually saying I quit, um, f- because of physical, like, tapping out. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it was a super emotional match. Um, yeah. But Billy also really tied things in together, like, with the speech after. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was a very strong moment.
0: It really was. I mean, even as like some of his comments during the match too. Like there's one point where he had Darius like down in a submission and he had the microphone and he was just talking about like, you know, reliving these like personal traumas along with like larger cultural traumas as it relates to queer identities and pro wrestling, you know, invoking the, the previous relationship that he had with a matter of pride and, you know, talking about other promoters that, that wouldn't, Book him to wrestle necessarily, um, you know, or talking about you know corporate wrestling companies mm-hmm. like not really investing in queer talent or understanding that be, that they have value beyond Pride Month, which was a very very um, added, had added emotion to it because like in the corner of the building near where we were where we were watching the <laughs> yeah. match, there Sunny Kiss was there. And a lot of people around us like noticed it and the, the applause was not just for Billy's comments, but also directed towards Sonny because, you know, Sonny is the subject of a lot of people wondering why she hasn't been on TV in so long in AEW. Right. Um, so like all of those things were very resonant amidst like Billy getting a broken crutch shoved into his throat Having like Darius trying to like shove his eye onto the leg of a chair, like we had, um, you know, a, a, around the post figure four at one point. Billy was t- like strung up by his arms while taking like crutch shots, and obviously all of that really kind of exploded in the end. Whenever you had that the ending moment with Faye mm-hmm. getting the the chair wrapped around her neck and Darius stomping it as Billy's screaming, "I quit." just to try and get him to not attack Faye. Um, Like, a child cried, bawling outside. Sahara 7 was beside herself outside of the ring. And, of course, a fan rushed the ring, um, which obviously never condoned in a pro wrestling event. But at the same time, can in some way speak to the ability of Darius in terms of getting under the skin of an audience Mm -hmm. and playing his part to the utmost degree that he can. Um, And then Billy, like, hitting the the cactus elbow off the stage, like, jumping off the stage (laughs) to the floor with the elbow. I know that he has had a fear of, like, jumping from, like, heights here and there to so to see him bust that out with a the biggest fucking smile on his face in his last match was also really cool to see. Um yeah, so all around like this was a, a perfect ending in a way, especially when you think about Billy as a as a character because like Billy is someone who whether he wins or loses, he always has a lasting impression on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think one of the most valuable talents that anyone can have as a pro wrestler. Um, and you know, he's going to be missed in the ring for sure, but knowing that he's still, met, still at the helm of vibe going forward, uh, I have high hopes for what the future of pro wrestling vibe holds now that he can a hundred percent focus on that in terms of his wrestling focus. Rather than, you know, worry about whether he's commentating somewhere or whether he's wrestling somewhere. You know, it just feels like, you we saw it the the next night. We ran into him in the building and we asked him, like, how are you feeling in in retirement? And all he did was just laugh. (laughs) Just laughed with the biggest smile on his face. He seemed so happy. Mm Mm-hmm so happy not only and not only that but also he he said on twitter that that he felt like that was the best match he ever had and i think that you know for a near 30 minute match that just was was as intense as it was god yes like i don't i don't know how you top it Mm -hmm. i don't like i can understand why he would see that as best match you know, I think that and the... and the, Although I still
1: think about his death match. That so was really good, too. That's the thing I was about to say. <laughs> like
0: I think it, that that and the, the death match with Hoodfoot from For the Culture earlier this year, I think those are, those two are neck and neck for me. Yeah. Right there. Um, but yeah, that's how we close out Cassandra Cup, first night. Any uh, final takeaways from the Cassandra Cup 2?
1: I just needed the... i needed it yeah yep 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 oh my goodness how so i don't know how to put it in words like i said earlier it just it was so refreshing just being in community and yeah yeah you know and the ending of it was very emotionally charged um had a lot of feels Oh yeah, I'm not good at talking about those feels, <laughs> but I had them. I can talk about my
0: feels because <laughs> yeah. they were definitely all over the place. Oh my goodness, they I, were. I, I know. I, I you know, I definitely cried. I definitely was proud mm-hmm. of, of Billy, not just for the match, but for everything that he accomplished that night with the show and the weekend as a whole, and getting this whole thing together and having the vision. Money chaos, had. yeah. Um, just having everything come together so well for this event was just so good. I know booking a rumble match is the most difficult thing that you can do as a, as a booker in a pro wrestling world. And to have not only to be able to successfully book that in a way that you're pleased with, but to have it come off as well as it did the first time that you ever do something like that.
1: I And with all the, the uh, barriers too.
0: Yeah. Like it's just, it's one of those things that, if you ever wanted to doubt the skill of Billy Dixon as a booker, as a producer, as a promoter, uh, those doubts can get tossed in the trash can, you know, because like he has a supreme talent for this. Um, and, and he pulled it off so well. Um, the speech afterwards was amazing, um, and beautiful. And I just hope that he continues to be happy in retirement and, uh, you know, if he decides to come back to wrestling at some point, I will. Do, I definitely know Very that we welcomed. both will be, will be here waiting with open arms. Uh, Billy, you fucking killed it. Everyone <laughs> on this show fucking killed it. All 30 of you fucking killed it. Um, Polio almost literally did whenever she got thrown over the top rope and almost landed on top of Candy Lee. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for Cassandra Cup 2 coverage, but we're going to come back. Uh, later this week and talk about paris's bumping the legends ball because let's be real if you have two nights of queer pro wrestling motherfucker we're doing two days <laughs> of this goddamn show all right that's just what we do here in lgbt rain. <laughs> it's just that that are you gonna complain are you are you gonna complain <laughs> <laughs> you can
1: at brian on twitter
0: Yes, at WonderboyOTM if you want to complain. I won't read them. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that is going to do it for us this time around. But uh, until we uh, meet again, y'all stay messy. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible. And thank you, Billy Dixon. And I hope that Al Calderon finally gets that uh, face sitting that he wanted. So, so very much. Everybody's ready to die. Everybody's ready
1: to die. If you didn't see it coming from the top of the bridge, you need to deal with the demon for a lover to live. But the moon is back and the devil is shocked. is the bullyless six, six, six.